you've been searching for that something, welcome my friend. Come on in and spend time with women just like us who come together to unlock true success and potential in our hearts, lives, and calling. I do know what it feels like to just want it all, to be ready to scale, to want to have that work-life balance, more authentic relationships, but then feeling stuck, second-guessing, imperfectionism, people-pleasing, just to list a few. I want you to understand that it is not about our ability to manage a busy life. I want to help you recognize that there's so much more to becoming a fulfilled, successful, purpose-fueled woman. And it can be simple. Let's do this. Let's walk this journey. Let's step into your hidden confidence. Welcome to Her Unapologetic Life. Hey there, welcome back to Her Unapologetic Life. Mercedes here for episode 110 with some special guests, uh, Captain and Bella. They just got done uh, on Barking Frenzy. I think they saw some outdoor furry friends. So hoping that they cooperate as they're both begging to be petted. <laughs> and they're probably panting in the microphone. This is real life, and it's actually the perfect setting for for the, the topic I wanna to talk about today. You know I've talked a lot about high-functioning anxiety uh, from different perspectives, but I wanted to talk about it today in the perspective of the seasonal transitioning and how it shows up, especially because this this season I've been a lot more aware and mindful of what what it looks like in my life, and I made a lot of really good discoveries after going through the summer series myself uh, with the circle of life. So if you haven't done that, go back and do that and see kind of where you're prone to some high functioning anxiety. So if you don't remember, high functioning anxiety is that angst that it's pretty chronic. It, we can still function for the most part externally. We kind of look like we have it all together with a few moments here and there. Uh, of course, we have some cracks that come through in our when we're in our private home environment. We might have some um, you know, suppression of moods, or we might have a few blowouts, you know, things like that. So high function anxiety is very common in women, well, and men, of course, who are really wanting to show up big in their family life, in their social life, in their work life. And they're really just running a little high. They're a little high strong. And it's societal, of course, and cultural, um, but it's also a personal thing. And it, it's something that I'm really helping my clients uh, alleviate and I want to help you too. So here we are, high-functioning anxiety in the transition, three ways it shows up. Uh, first, I'm going to share the story, though, I call the frenzy. <laughs> so when I first started doing coaching with my business coach, she called um, my energy kind of frenzy when I would get on the call. I would get really excited and nervous and probably came off a little hyper because I was just wound. I wanted to maximize my time. I was nervous because I was building a new part of a business after being a therapist for so long. And she would be like, oh, the energy seems a little frenzied. So that's that kind of energy, which is high functioning anxiety. Hello. Um, but I really noticed, again, um, it's been a while, actually, I've been a little less frenzied. Um, I noticed at the end of the summer, I got to the state and we talked about trying to fit everything in and making decisions. And I was doing that probably with certain activities, but I, what happened was I overbooked in the sense where I didn't have enough time to spend with some people I wanted to. I was wanting to spend time with people out of obligation. I was feeling like I needed to, you know, fit everything and everybody in all these things I've been teaching. I got it. Thankfully it was just a, probably a week's period of time incorporating that in the midst of coming up on the anniversary of my father's passing and a lot of family to people and coming into town and a lot of there's there was a lot of potential for emotional stress or distress or emotional hangovers and all those things I talk about 
Um, and so I was really reflecting over the summer. I noticed in the beginning I had a lot of really good self-care in, in most areas of my life. And as the summer progressed and as I got busier, I guess, I kind of got back trying to catch up with everybody after two summers, right? I really noticed a few things. And then what happened was I got into kind of this frenzy. And it was a space I forgot that I used to live in a lot. Um, and what happened was, though, because I recognized it, I didn't know what to do exactly because I was being the curious observer, but I got angry because I was angry, of course, with myself, but I myself get there, but I was angry for everyone around me for not, you know, all this, the things, not understanding, not helping, um, you know, especially the husband, right? It's because he's the closest target and he's, he was also, you know, coping in his own way this summer after having two, two difficult summers. He was having a lot of fun. Uh, and I was too, but then all of a sudden, boom, it was like enough is enough and we still had some time. So that was kind of like this frenzy. Um, it was that old familiar feeling of that adrenaline kicking in, going from one thing to the next and feeling like I couldn't be fully present with these things. These are the, the things when my clients come in and they're wanting to be more present and they're wanting to have less high function anxiety. They're in that state. Well, I was in that state and it was, it was pretty temporary for considering my history. Um, but it was something that I, it called for my attention and I chose to listen and I didn't get out of it immediately. So one thing, um, to kind of keep in mind when you're looking at your high function anxiety and you're looking at the way you've done life, you're not going to transition overnight and you're going to have triggers and pop-ups and all these things, you know, like people say, oh, I fell off the wagon or I blew up the wagon. I mean, th that's life. I don't know anybody who makes a choice. Um, I was listening to somebody saying, you know, I, I chose a healthy lifestyle and I'll never go back. Well, there's always moments where we at least think we've gone back and we feel like we've regressed or we've, you know, you know, reverted back. But the cool thing about the more work you do and the more time you spend with yourself is there's less, um, it's just less likely for you to stay there. It's really, really uncomfortable. I was really uncomfortable. This high function anxiety thing, my body, especially nowadays is like, no, please no. And I, so I was having really, really weird dreams. I was, like I said, very short with my family. Um, not much tolerance for any of, of this, the teenage stuff that, you know, you have to kind of be prepared for, um, just really impatient and just a lot of things that I noticed, like I wanted things to go my way and they weren't. So hope you can relate to this frenzy. And so this is going to show up and especially in transitions and for today, seasonal transitions. So look for this. If you haven't had much awareness and you've been feeling kind of in a funk or out of it a little bit, check it out. So it can show up, high-function anxiety can show up in our daily lives, and our schedules. So look at your schedule. Do you feel like you can be present in all of your bookings, whether it be with clients or at work or with friends or your family or date night, anything? Is there any frenzy? Is there any rushing? Do you notice the adrenaline kicking in, right? Um, high-function anxiety th shows up um, in our schedule. Like, that's a way. We, we create that frenzy, okay? It's not necessarily... Um, something that we intentionally do, but if we're used to doing that, we can we can revert back to that trying to transition um, into the schedule of a new season um, and trying to get it all in, fit it all in. I mean, I was at the point where, yeah, I was driving. I mean, yeah, it was basically going from one thing to the next, and I was definitely in my nervous system was not thrilled. Um, and another way high functioning anxiety shows up is in the way we relate to others, and so. Noticing um, if you're feeling, you know, 
frustrated with others, frustrated with yourself. This is where the expectations of others come in. If we're having this high anxiety, high function anxiety frequency, we're going to be a little like less compassionate, a little give a little less grace to ourselves and to others. And so it shows up this way in our relationship, the way we are interacting with others, the way we communicate, the way we know we can effectively communicate, but we, we just don't or can't in the moment. And, you know, so that's the second way. The third way is it shows up in our bodies. And the way that that happens is, is for me now, major distress signals. Um, I used to ignore them. I used to have really high tolerance. I used to say I used to have high tolerance for bullshit. So my body wouldn't have the meter to really, um, you know, gauge that. And it was mostly my own bullshit, you know, not to swear, but I was piling these things on. I did that again, you know. Um, and so full disclosure, full responsibility here. My body was pretty stressed. I, and when that happens... My, I get like mid-back spasm a little bit. Um, I, um, I'm trying to think what else. I have clients who like their eyes twitch, their heart races, they're, um, get, they get headaches, they get like TMJ, like jaw locking because they're literally clenching. They, you know, think about the discomforts of your body and is it related to your high-functioning anxiety? And we're all susceptible to this. Like if we're living life, we're going to have this high-functioning anxiety to some degree. Uh, and and our bodies are pretty much a really good indicator of, you know, where that's at. And of course, we're going to have aches and pains and we're going to have things go on. We can't, I mean, I kind of get sick of the whole like, oh, if we're fully in Zen, we're going to have perfect health, no aches and pains, no need to stretch. We still need to take care of our bodies and we're still going to have things, even if we're feeling way less anxious, right? Um, so in review, three ways it shows up. It shows up in our schedule in the way of being frenzied and overbooked and, um, you know, just not being present. And then in our relationships, in the ways of like the way we communicate, what we expect from others, ourselves, and then in our body by having some sort of distress, fight, flight, or freeze. Um, if you, if you can do anything or take anything out of this podcast, it's to get, gain more awareness of what your body's doing when you're in high functioning anxiety. Um, that little tidbit, because you're, you're, when your body's telling you this and your brain's still going a mile an hour, you're more able to capture that part of your brain that's like, whoa, yeah, yep, yep, I'm, I'm wisdom here, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm connected to my body and my soul, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen and I'm gonna act accordingly, um, you know, and so it's just, it's just another way, like, in another time, right, to really notice what's going on with us and to really notice um, how we're handling these transitions of the season, you know, and and it's. <laughs> it's back to school time right and so it's it to me it's been crazy and then I mean it just continues for me because not thinking ahead and you know sometimes planning ahead is really important uh not thinking ahead we planned a vacation that we're leaving for but you know Brett had a race he was gone for a week then he has another race and then we leave the very next day very excited going with another couple time we need together but not necessarily able to like I like to relish the the planning and the you know like packing and the preparation phase. I usually love that. No time for that. You know, we're no time for any of it. We overbooked this week too. So I'm still kind of in it, but I, I, I really slowed it down in when I'm in each thing, I'm just pacing. I'm getting a different pace, I guess you could say. I'm, I'm not going into the frenzy and I'm just in taking that hour and moment and then moving to the next and then also learning from it and 
recognizing that that's something that I can't maintain or sustain, nor do I want to. So I'm hoping my own example has given you kind of an example of what's possible for you. And if you're with me, like you're in that process already, you know that you have these signs that can help you stay out of high function anxiety. Uh, and maybe you want to strengthen those as you go along. Um, so this is why I really love doing quarterly seasonal planning, because it helps me to look back over the last season and be like, what worked, what didn't? And it helps me look forward and like, what am I wanting next? And then having that as the seasons go by and, you know, I'm already thinking ahead to next summer, not in a futuristic, like, oh, I can't be present way, but I'm thinking, what are some things I would do differently? What am I going to not tolerate? What am I, what are going to be my non-negotiables? And I'm already noticing like, oh yeah, in September, for example, in September, we are not, my husband and I said, we're not planning a trip during the week, at least um, because of things going on for our kids' school and it's just getting kicked off, you know, and it's, we will enjoy our time away more if we go during a time where we can prepare more. So that's just that example. So quarterly planning is a really good way to, um, to decrease that, you know, trying to live seasonally, like I've been talking about is a really good way and just really creating that time and space for yourself to really give, give yourself a chance to think about things in a way that you normally don't. It's not the hurried, write a to-do list, um, plan the week out, you know, plan just the menu. It's more like looking at the larger view. And, and that's what I'm trying to create. And that's what I've been kind of talking about over the summer a little bit about the upcoming membership opportunity to work with me. Because I really think that you don't have to do one-on-one coaching to, to make all these changes. I know it, it's helped me, but I don't always need that. And so if you're in a place where you're like, I'm just needing a little bit of accountability, a little bit of like structure, loose structure in my flexible seasonal schedule. And I'm just needing to kind of get into a new rhythm. Um, but I don't necessarily, you know, need um, to talk to somebody one-on-one all the time. That's a really cool opportunity coming up. I'm starting to offer it to my one-on-one clients first to kind of see um, what how that how that is. And it, it's just really a space where I haven't named it yet. So if you know of any good names, you know me, I have to come up with the right name. That's where perfectionism comes in. But just really creating that space for um, women to just really create the the roadmap, the flexible schedule that they're needing. And most of us don't take that time. We get into the frenzy, right? We're in a frenzy. We're trying to do the self-care. We're trying to do the all the things that get our nervous system in check, our mental health in check, our emotional intelligence, all this. But it's it's snippets and tidbits. And what I've noticed is it doesn't, it works, but it doesn't, it doesn't get like the depth of it. We need consistent, scheduled, um, something we can, like, we can rely on, something predictable. And women like me, we need to put it in our schedule. We're never going to do it. And so that's kind of where I'm going is like scheduling in thing, opportunities for women and for myself to experience certain practices and certain things to help me be in that more balanced space. So if you're interested and curious and you want to be part of it, if you're local, there's going to be a lot of really cool things. If you're not local, hey, I've tr- I I travel for retreats. So um, you can come up here or I'll come by you. I mean, I say that in, in jest, but definitely in the wintertime we're a warm spot. But just know like in this time, the way, the way things are going for us women, we need to create that space. And um, I think I've kind of just, I've stepped into that being a space holder and also a space creator. And, you know, that's one thing I love to do for my clients is, is simply just being in, 
in a, in like in their energy, the mean in my in my energy, and just being together and really like sitting with them without the high function anxiety frenzy, you know, leave it outside the door, and we get to create these new new habits, and we get to create these new practices. Um, it's just it's really beautiful. And so if if you're interested, if you're curious. If you're really thinking, you know, I just don't want to have so much high function anxiety, just stick around. You don't have to work with me. There's never a pressure. But this opportunity coming up is something that is an investment in self that feels, to me, it would be a no-brainer. It feels like um, it would just be something good in addition. I'm creating it for myself as well because it's I don't see it in the marketplace and I'm looking for it. So I thought, why not create it? And I do have some beautiful spaces that would be perfect a perfect place to get into the space where we can't always do that at home or, you know, one hour in an office. So anyway, that's where I'm at. Went on a little tangent about my dreams of the membership, but closer to becoming reality, I'm, you know, it's, it's all on paper and it's um, turning it to the computer. So if you're curious and you're, um, you're wanting to like not have so much high functioning anxiety and like stress as things transition and you want to have more fun and connection and community and you want to learn more about you, I'm here for you. Just keep keep sticking around, hanging out, and you'll hear more and more as time goes on. Um, next week, we're going to talk about the autumn equinox. Uh, season is actually changing. Uh, so whether or not you have your beach reeds, your pumpkin spice, it's 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 here. You can decide what to do with it. But we're going to talk a little bit more about that and, and deepen what we've talked about here. I love hanging out with you all. I hope you come back next week, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey there. Thanks for listening, my friend. If you like the podcast today, please stop by and leave me a review. I am new to the podcast world and would so appreciate it. If any of your friends, ladies who support you, or your team would like to hear this, please send them my way, will you? It truly takes a village. And I need help getting the message out that we can be that girl. That girl who lives her unapologetic life. Would you join me in the ripple effect? Look for other places to hang out with me and my tribe in the show notes. Until next time.